Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 131 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, the finest bowhunting podcast ever done by a couple of beer-swilling hillbillies in Sherrard, Illinois, and that is a fact. Debate it if you want. I am Steve in the studio today, Kurt and Eric. What's happening, fellas? What's going on? Not a whole lot. Another Man. day in paradise. Ugh, no, it wasn't. I actually had to work today. It was Finally. terrible. Yeah, get back from layoff and uh, have yeah, roof in a house. That is uh, not a fun thing. But uh, so, guys, we get to hear Steve bitch about not having mm, a job. Right? Saying, it's like, man, you guys never believe what I did today. It's like, oh, tell us about your adult life. <laughs> you couldn't even do this, but I do. Hey, you know what, dude? For the first time in a long time, all three of us are working at the same time. Yeah, it hasn't happened in a while. Wow. Working class bow hunter podcast. We're back. Yeah, We're back. Hey, hey, cheers, boy. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Got a lot of got a lot of stuff we want to talk about today. We're gonna um, get into it, man. Uh, couldn't do this podcast without our lovely partners, One Sixty Four Outdoors, right there in Bigsville, Illinois. Right around there depends on the map. It says Bigsville, but uh, Ross Bigger is uh, is doing big things right down there. If you're in the Monmouth, Illinois area, or even Burlington, yeah, you can make the drive. Get on One Sixty Four. 
Highway 164, drive to his place. He's got all the latest and greatest elite bows. Yep. Like, they're sitting right on a shelf, ready to be bought. Uh, his phone number, Eric, will you move? <laughs> yeah, we got the... <laughs> his phone number is 309-221-2425. We've got that sticker right there. I should have had that memorized. But, uh, yeah, give Ross a call. Um, he's got, like I said, oh, and, and a bunch of the new uh, Scott releases and things. And, uh, he's got everything there. Everything from the outdoor group and more. Mm-hmm. He's got a... Yeah. Uh, it's elite, constantly growing, yeah. Elite apparel, too. I forgot to mention mm-hmm. that. Yep. So. That's the thing. You say, like, the latest and greatest elites. I'm like, man, the E35 is pretty awesome. But it, uh, that'd be one of the greatest. <laughs> yeah, no, but they got the E35 with the roller guard now. Oh, man. They, I never thought. I didn't think about that. If I didn't, if yeah. I read I that is right. Is that true? I don't know if that is. I'm pretty sure know. it is. I'm pretty sure the Impulse has the roller guard, You better too. look into that before you start just spitting game here on the podcast. All right, well, stop, stop down to Ross's and uh, stop down 164 Outdoors. Tell me I'm wrong. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is also brought to you by uh, Scent Crusher. Uh, scentcrusher.com uh, they have kind of taken the hunting industry the hunting market by storm yep. um, especially with scent control that's i mean scent crusher scent mm-hmm. control it uh it really it takes it from just going oh yeah i took a scent free shower and then i sprayed some of that uh scent killer stuff on me and then oh, i'm just calling it i'm calling it good you kind of get to take your clothes to the ultimate scent free as scent free as you possibly can mm-hmm. from just washing it you can put it into the bag, into your closet, the ozone go for your vehicles. And they got a tote, too, so if you're afraid of stuff getting banged around, if you're taking on long road trips. It's a game changer. It really put, is. You can put your uh, your electronic equipment, camera equipment, camera arms, all that stuff in there. When normally you can't, mm-hmm. you can't run any of that through the washer, can't get it wet. <laughs> I mean, you could if you wanted to, but yeah, no one recommend it. it. Put a GoPro in the washer. With a, but you can put your all your equipment like that into the bag, your range finder, uh, your release, um, stuff like that, that you wouldn't really run through the washer. Think about your release. You shoot all summer long with it on your wrist. If you're Steve, oh, yeah. Yeah. you're sweating like crazy, and it oh, stinks. Yeah. That's... And the closet's good for organization, too. I mean, it keeps I think everything nice and neat. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one of the most overlooked areas when people go to scent control. I mean, I know, you know, you spray it on, you know, you'll Trail spray, cameras, spray, man. I have all my trail cams in my closet right now. Most yep. of them. I Electronic safe, yes. Yeah, Definitely. It's, uh, yeah, man. It's it, it's a total game changer. Work boots, I throw them in there, too. Yeah, you need that now. Oh, yeah. You First need, day in. You Steve. don't even use your washing machine anymore, do you? Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> This podcast is also brought to you by HHA Sports, uh, Wisconsin-based company. Lifetime warranty, single-pin sites. Uh, oh, a three-pin site now, too. Primarily single-pin sites. Primarily <laughs> single-pin, but they offer a three-pin now, too. Yeah, yep. but I would say if you've always thought about doing a single-pin, it's worth trying out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's changed the way I shoot. Um, I believe it's made me more accurate. Uh, cleared up my sight picture, makes it easier, longer range shots. Um, yeah, that is that is one thing that, you know, I remember I was talking to somebody, like, how did you go to single pin? I was like, dude, you wouldn't believe. If you go, and I like, cause, and maybe it was just me, because my last sight I had had seven pins. Yep, and it's a mess. It, is it a was mess. A, mess. a mess, and, you know, you are you don't got time to count when a big buck's in front no. of you. Yeah, you got a deer at 45 yards. One, two, three, four. Okay, aim a little high here. Nope, just range, yeah. move your... Move your dial mm-hmm. to 45. And if you're like me, you count with your fingers, but you should already be full drawn. So if you let <laughs> off, you're really screwed. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Smith's Custom Meats yep. and Deer Processing. Yep. Scott. Is he wrapping it up yet? 
I don't know. I he I, I think he might have because he's actually updated stuff on Facebook. I seen that. He had a nice <laughs> he's up. got free nice. time. <laughs> yeah. Usually when he does that, um, you know, this is the guy that when you go see him October first when you shoot your opening day deer, and then when you see him January fifteenth when you shoot your closing day deer, um, there is a really, really good chance that he didn't venture too far away from there. Last year, he's like, yeah, I only spent, like, $45 in gas in, like, three months. Like, he, like, <laughs> yeah. burned one tank of fuel, I think. He, just, he drives from his house garage to his shop. Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> forgot to mention he works at home. Yeah, like he that. does. Right, he, right. Yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, he's got a bunk in the uh, in the shop. No, but... Uh, <laughs> he just lives in there. Yeah, he should be done. Uh, we got to get him back on for an episode, because that episode was super fun. Plus, we got some awesome bacon out of it, so... Here's the cool thing. Like, maybe he'll bring samples of everything that he made, and you'll just hear us eat through the mics the entire time. Yeah, we won't even oh, talk no. the whole time. We'll just It'll just snack. be lip-smacking noises the entire episode. With so. these new we're mics? We're just going to drive yeah. you nuts. We have some new mics in the studio. <laughs> um, we're actually sampling new mics. So me and Eric are on them right now. We're kind of testing them out. You might notice. You probably notice more if you listen through headphones. Yep. Um, yeah. But, yeah, these new mics are going to pick up a lot more, so... That'll be great. Eric just burped if you heard that. That's a great thing. Right. Yeah, you can't, you can't on get that. away with that. How convenient. Steve, you got um, a veteran shout out? Yeah, I do. Um actually we're going um I've got this uh this new deal that I've been uh, been checking out. Um we love Dark Horse Lodge. Always check those out, darkhorselodge.org. But um I, w- I came across something that um I was watching a video and uh it was about this vet who had PTSD and he started having an attack. And, uh, you know, the thing that's really helped him is he's got a service dog. Um, there's a, uh, there's an outfit out there. Uh, and I just happened to find these guys are called the canines for warriors. And, uh, basically what they do is, you know, you can, uh, you can help donate. They'll get a, a service dog enrolled for, uh, for vets that have PTSD and, um, for you know, uh, for everybody that knows, there's that horrific number twenty two where twenty two vets a day take their lives. It's something that really, really affects all of us. Like, um, you know, it's something like we try not to even talk about um, because it, you know we we love our vets and they've done they've done so much for us. So if we can give back a little bit, you know, again, Dark Horse Lodge and then now Canines for Warriors. And we're always open for if you guys got anything that will help vets, let or us know. Or even a vet shout out. We'll even a vet it. shout out. Yeah, yeah we want to we want to do that more and more. But check those guys out. Uh, they're down in Florida. Um, just look up uh, Canines for Warriors. Um, and yeah, they're on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Donate if you want to, man. Help a help a vet that's out there struggling. Awesome. And then also a big shout out on this episode to uh, Jeremy Mayer. Uh, Instagram Jeremy M O three two five. He sent us a message over. Um, let me pull it up here. Um, her his father in law was just recently paralyzed in a work accident, and uh, is wanting to get a chance to hunt again. Um, and before all that happened, he made his own turkey calls and sold them uh, here and there. And uh, he's going to learn from them and how to do it. And start selling them, and the proceeds will go to getting a gun mount for them, um, which I, I guess are really expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, um, it won't help. What do you say? It won't help much, but it's hard to see a, a passionate hunter be stuck to a bed. I want to do what I can. Um, so he's starting to learn. He said, "Anyways, I'm getting at it." Um, 
So I want to give him a shout out to that. If you can follow him on Instagram, I'll try and link an Instagram into mm-hmm. the his Instagram into the description. But he's making these turkey calls, and they're awesome. These uh, they're all wood box calls. Um, so hopefully that all works out for him. If there's more we can do, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll definitely try and help him out there because that would be awesome. Or sure. yeah, if somebody sure. wants to donate money to get him going, let us mm-hmm. know, and we'll we'll make the connection and make it work somehow yeah. or another. Um, sure. So that's too bad, but it's. It's doing a good thing. Yeah, it's even worse, too, because, you know, if you think about it, like, if you're paralyzed and, like, you need to get, like, a van that has all the all, all the, the bells, bells and whistles, whistles. Yep. nobody's going to cover it. That's out of your pocket. Yep. And then That's you're all custom stuff. You're dropping all that money into something. If the engine breaks down, you're done. You right. know? And, uh, so if anyone out there is listening and wants to help, just contact us and we'll figure it out one way mm-hmm. or another we haven't set up anything on how to do it but we'll it, set it in the right not, direction for sure it's 2017 it's not that difficult we can make it happen mm-hmm. and we yeah. can uh try and get things going in the right direction for that we should put eric's cell phone number out on the podcast once dude's phone never stops ringing whose phone no thanks eric's yeah that'd be great we should do that no yeah, i don't think so okay Today on the podcast, Boom. Dave Thomas joins us yet again. Uh, Dave Thomas from Bowhunter Planet, not, not Wendy's. from Wendy's, yeah. <laughs> um, Bowhunter Planet, as most of you know, is a very I would it seems complex, but it's actually a very simple idea. But they're kind of turned into this blanket thing for different mm. shows, and yep. Um, we'll just get we'll just talk to Dave about it. So we'll get him on the phone here. Uh, maybe cover some new things they got going on with Bowhunter Planet and. Uh, as I don't know, we're not that many bush lights deep, but I think from now when I hit the record button to when we start recording with Dave, I'm gonna try and try and get caught mm-hmm. up to speed here. Oh, <laughs> and don't forget, uh, we're doing the next podcast you listen to. If you listen to these in order, we're gonna be having uh, Neil Anderson on uh, on Senator Neil Anderson from the 72nd District of Illinois. We're gonna be son. We are gonna be changing hunting laws just for us in Illinois. <laughs> Okay, so. <laughs> I might I might as well not even come then. Yeah, Almost it's... thirteen minutes of rambling, fellas. All right, awesome. we are sorry to the episode. Thank you for hanging in there. All right, on the uh, phone with us we have the legendary Dave Thomas. Dave, uh, number one, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, no problem. And number two, you have changed the game. Like it is square burgers. Who would have thought? <laughs> all right, all right. No, I had to. I had to do it. I had to do the one uh, one Wendy's joke. But you are not the creator of Wendy's. You are the creator of Bowhunter Planet. It changed the internet game for bowhunting. I would. It say. sure did. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny you guys said that though because I actually went to a Wendy's today for the first time in like twenty years. Nice. It was hilarious. We ended up stopping at a Wendy's. I'm like, oh, jeez, I, I own this place. But anyway, um, back to Bohunning. Yeah, I mean, it's been an awesome year. I think 16 turned out really well for us. And, um, you know, it, towards the end of the year there, you know, we, we have such a great team and our guys are just really into it. I mean, they, they're not the normal kind of guys. I mean, they, they're like, how can we make it better? How can we do this? How can we do that? So we we put some a little bit of funding this year at the end of the year into like some promotional things. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Jesus one. <laughs> I missed then, that. I must have missed that. Oh my that gosh, one. it's hilarious. So Jesus says you should be watching bonerplanet.com. Yeah. And also we did one with the mad scientist where the cat like talks about, you know, boner plants the best boning website out there. Um so we just we put a little bit of funding in some funny stuff just to have some fun with it and then what really happened this year for us, I think, more than uh, most years, is that at, towards the end of the year, we, we grow, grew some pretty strong alliances with some of the bow manufacturers um, and some of the bigger brands <clears throat> that are in the industry at the end of the year. Because 
frankly, what's happening is just that, you know, the, the, the need for internet, you know, networks like Boner Planet are just huge and there's not many of us. And, uh, there's not many that do what we do. We're such a variety of bow companies and companies we work with. Um, so we're pretty much the only one in the game that, you know, works with multiple companies across the board. Mm-hmm. So for people, I mean, most people know what Bowhunter Planet is, but if someone doesn't know what Bowhunter Planet is, how would you like quickly explain it or how would you even explain it in general? It's, I yeah, it's, it, Go ahead. it's a lot of everything, <laughs> but Bowhunter Planet is a network. That's first and foremost. It's we're, we're basically, uh, uh, a media network that, uh, promotes bow hunting in, in any way, shape or form. We, um, we own our own original mini series. We own three different shows, bow, uh, bone driven, um, which is very focused on trying to chase a little bit nicer white tails, not huge, but you know, nicer white tails. We need to do a we podcast hunt series. Yep. And we have hunt series who is the standard like show guys who shoot does and spikes and whatever it is, they're just normal average hunters. They go out, they put food on the table, and they do it very well, and they, they have a lot of fun doing it. So we follow along with them. Uh, we have Experience Wild, who uh, John Sear won the award, uh, one of your guys' awards, tied for first place for one of the awards. So that mm-hmm. was exciting. And Experience Wild changed a little bit this year coming up. We have two different pieces of Experience Wild this year. We have the network, which is basically a lot of fishing, goose hunting, upland, which John is running fully. And then we have the show, which we still put under our umbrella and bow on our planet. So it's like experience wild hunt, um, where it's going to still have bow, a bow sponsor still, you know, it's basically the same people, but basically all the bow hunting portion of it will be featured on bone or planets network, not experience wild. So we kind of separate it because we just figured that we need to have a separation. You know, it's got to be a line in the sand right. that says, you know, if you're, if there's hunting, we're putting it on BHP. If there's everything else can go on experience wild. So it just made sense network wise to create two networks and have one that kind of touches on goose hunting and upland, and, yep. uh, fishing and hiking. There's just so many people. I mean, they'll post those guys post a picture on uh, a goose or a duck with a banded duck and they'll get 750 likes on Instagram. I mean, it's That's crazy awesome. numbers. I like so the, the whole goose... idea behind experience wild a lot. And John's a great dude. Oh, we love John. Um, just anyone I... can get into it. That's the cool thing about it. You don't have to just be a bow hunter. You can be on any aspect of anything outdoors and be into experience wild. Correct. Yeah. And experience wild to me, to us and our team is probably going to be the main, um, network at some point, which will have boner play inside of it because it would make more sense. Right. Cause you have a niche. So boner right. plants, a niche, uh, you know, fishing's a niche and all those niches would have their little thing. So if you go to experiencewild.com, you click bow hunting, it would open up in the boner plants network. And so we, that's kind of the future where we're going with it. And they're giving a lot of good giveaways. I just won a, uh, trigger from black Fox or black, fox fishing from them on experience oh sweet yeah it's funny that eric wins it yeah Yeah. i was like what the hell (laughs) well the good part is is that like that that's one of the advantages we've taken the test lab concept from a bow hunter planet and and applied it to experience wild so experience wild will have one of their own which is like the black box video we just saw um and we don't know what it's called yet. We're still debating the name. So we don't want to call it Test Lab because it's the same thing as BHPs. But right. we're thinking, um, you know, a tackle box or something along those lines. Mm, and basically idea. it'll be its own Test Lab, you know, and it'll have fishing and upland and um, a little bit of everything in there. Pretty much everything except for bows, you know, and we'll right. just keep the bows on the BHP network and uh, go from there. But I think. Overall, you know, and, and when I first met John, I, I knew John was the one. Like when I first met that guy, he was—I <laughs> was like, like "This guy's legit, man." 
he's like, you know, he's a good dude. And I think, you know, he needs, he's a good speaker and he talks good in front of the, of the video and he's people like him on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And yeah, obviously. And you have to have someone like him who, you know, is not only, um, good at that, but also good at running a business, right? Because let's be honest, every one of these things are mini businesses in some shape or form and, and you're doing on top of your normal job. So, you know, I need somebody like him who's dedicated, hardworking, good in front of a camera. There's a lot of aspects that people don't realize that you got to have to run something like this. And he's a, and John's got all. He's a good-looking dude too. And uh, <laughs> someone told me that uh, that's not my own opinion. Every, I'm not saying he's ugly. He's a little short, guys. But I've <laughs> is he really? Well, perfect for Steve. You guys <laughs> yeah, can cuddle you right up to each other. Every yeah. episode, Steve leans somewhere gay. I don't know why he does it, but he. he, he uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's 2017. Speaking of which, um, and before, before, did you hear that laugh? Dave's like, "Why am I doing this yeah, podcast?" He's like, yeah, you know, these guys? he's like, "I thought it was just Kurt was I, and I Eric." Can hear you guys, what? What? Yeah, <laughs> it's breaking up. Um, before I ask this next question, I do have to uh, uh, correct myself. Earlier, uh, when we did our intro, um, the impulse, the new impulses in the energy thirty-five, the new elite bows don't have the roller guard. I thought I saw that they did, and I, before we Why get did all that, the just came emails, out just now. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh, because I was because I, I just I forgot that I saw it because uh, the next question. But anyway, I wanted to clear that up. Dave, I want to ask you about the uh, ATA. What uh, what was your favorite product that you personally liked at the 2017 ATA? Um, you know, ATAs. To be completely honest with you, this year was a little different for me. We spent a lot of time at the Botech booth. They invited us to take over their their. Um, facebook live so i didn't have as much time to kind of walk around as i normally did but and then i got sick and went home so it didn't help very well but um what i did see uh there was a lot of great stuff out there um one thing that was kind of cool i don't know if you guys noticed it but it was like a it was like a scooter thing that was like camo and it pulled like a, a sled like a little sled with wheels and like you could like it was like mo- mobile so you could like just it was like a moped but it had two wheels on the back and you could like, and I've seen these before, but like, it was cool to see it there with this, like pulling this like sled that you can fill with your hunting gear. You just like completely fill this thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. I I didn't I missed that somehow. I, that me, wasn't the Quiet Cat, was no, it? No, me and Eric nope. became obsessed with the Quiet Cat bikes. It was the Rambo bikes. Rambo bikes. I think the Rambo it, bikes. Yeah, it might have been those guys, but whatever it was, it was the it was something new. I have never seen it. Um, I've seen them before, but not like this, where it had like this specific sled that could you know uh, move your gear pretty easily through a forest. And I was like, wow, that's right. pretty cool because it's electric and it's quiet, and you could easily you know put a deer in there or whatever it is, you know. Right, right. Um, one thing I want to do, I want to jump back real quick. Um, you were mentioning Test Lab, and we, we've talked about it before on the podcast, but can you go? maybe mention what test lab is because I found, I find myself watching a lot of test lab videos. One, when I look for them, but a lot of times on accident and just regular bow hunting, archery equipment research, I find myself in another test lab video and I'm like, hell yeah, this yeah. is perfect. <laughs> if you can just kind of explain what it, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Test lab is pretty much the go-to in the industry at this point. I mean, every company that has a bow, um, and other products we've done Yeti, we've done tons of different things, but a lot of, pro- a lot of the bow companies specifically will use our show to review their bows. And so what we do is we create a, a video. It's usually between two minutes and four minutes that, um, goes through the bows applications. It kind of talks about the bow, shows the bow, 
shoot, we shoot the bow, you hear the sound. Sometimes we do speed tests, sometimes we don't. It's just that's kind of more on the company if they want to show that. Obviously, some companies want to show it because they, they're, they're, they know they're going to hit their numbers. Other ones don't trust you to do it, so they don't want you doing it because it could show something that they don't want to show. It, and not saying that they're doing something wrong, but just that the way they do it compared to the way we do it might be different. So, right. But anyway, the show, it, it basically highlights products. And, uh, you know, when you Google a bow, 90% of the time our video pops up um, to watch so you can learn about it, whether it's Elite, Matthews, Bowtech doesn't really matter we've we've established ourselves in the industry now where the companies just send us bows to do we don't even have to call them anymore so it's a lot different than it used to be right to beg and plead to be a part of that you know back in the day so awesome well yeah it's awesome it's pop very popular definitely that's i've i've always watched bow hunter planet videos that's how i got to kind of like okay bow hunter planet researching your guys' stuff pops up that's what was cool you know like we've developed this relationship through Bowhunter Planet and the podcast, and we finally got to connect this year at ATA, which is really awesome. I was hoping John was going to be there, um, but uh, we got to try and get up there and, and see you guys up there and do a... <clears throat> yeah, I think it'd be fun to get you guys in-house and all that. You know, right. we, we I like the ATA show. I, I, I just My issue is a lot of times people don't talk about politics in the industry, and I think the ATA is a huge political We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. I, I was They're, turned off this year, man. Yeah, big time. So for us, I don't think we'll be attending any more ATAs going forward because it's not that we don't want to be there with the fr- our friends and all that. It's just that the ATA doesn't take into consideration all the, the companies like ourselves, the media people who are there helping and doing this work. Now they're charging us money to go without asking us, is that the right way to go? Yep, right. I just don't think that's the right way to do it. They just say, oh, well, there's too many shows. The only way to stop the show is to charge you guys an extra $100 a person to go. So here goes my whole staff. There goes all my video people. There goes all my workers. I can't afford to send all those people. Right, definitely. So I don't understand why they think that's a good idea. It's just less coverage for them and the companies there. Absolutely. You know, if mm-hmm. if you if you want to ask our opinion on how to fix the issue, then ask our opinion so we can chime in and say, you know what? Why don't you certify some of the media companies so that you say, hey, only Boner Planet, Bowhunting.com, and all these other ones can go, and that's it for media. No other cameras are allowed in the place. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's ways idea. to do this. There's ways to do it without, you know, ruining that. I mean, why should I have to pay to go to a show to put it on my network in, in, in front of my people and I'm paying you? That doesn't make any sense. And, and That's to, like reverse right. and to, to normal. And to promote you know. that show, you know, they're charging you extra to promote them. Right. Well, the thing well, is – they They'll charge you for a garbage can advertisement, for God's sake. They'll charge you for everything. <laughs> okay, well, they do that around the city here now. Like, that's well, that's a thing that's strange. It happens. When, when me and Eric went to the ATA this year, we left with the attitude is, I always have a good time at ATA. Like you said, Dave, it's nice to see your friends and, right. and connect. Catch with, up with everyone. Yeah, connect with, you know, um, companies that we do work with and stuff like that. But at the same time, I left with it as... Man, I'm I'm kind of turned off. I I kind of would like to hit like in our area. I, I think Michigan also, where you guys are at, has a deer classic. And I was oh like, yeah, the small shows are great. Yeah, I'm yeah, like man, let's class. just do deer classic tours and podcast there. Maybe have a booth and we can connect yeah. with people that listen to the show. Make we it could, a thing, yeah, yeah. Like make a tour out of it. We'll hit everyone we can, you know, and would take off work and go and. And have right. a blast. So I think that's where we might be leaning more towards for in the future. All my updates will be pictures of me at the gym. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you're getting my coverage. Oh, cool. They had a Planet Fitness up here. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's too bad, man. They just don't they don't they don't support media. They don't support publication in in the way they should. And unfortunately, they don't ask our opinion. I voiced my opinion to people on the board. 
uh, friends of mine in the industry, and I said, I don't understand. Why would you do this? Why don't you ask our opinion, the people who are doing the media? Right. Um, you know, and, and, and the thing is, they, you know, the biggest complaint is that people come up to get sponsorships. Well, all the people have to do is if they're, if they're upset about it, just write the person's name down and say, you know what, come back later, then turn it in and say, hey, hey, ATA, uh, security, here's someone that's bothering me. I don't want them asking me for advertisements or whatever, you know. Right. We don't yeah. go there. I mean, we don't go there and do that. We don't have to. We go there because the companies want us to come. So they say to us, hey, stop at my booth. I need this video. Stop at Yeti. Stop at whoever. And they want this coverage mm -hmm. uh, on the network. But, like, you know, an ATA is not supporting that. They're, you know, in the, I guess in the mode where they want to make money on everything. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. It is. It, it's weird when you break it down that way. I, I always thought it was weird that it costs money to to go, like, like you were saying, but yeah, it's, it's back ass words. You know, it really is. It doesn't make sense. I, it's so, it's so messed up that, you know, like I said to the guys, I'm not renewing our membership this year. I decided we're going to walk from it. You know, we've covered more ATA covers pretty much than anybody a couple of years in a row. We had probably 200 videos, 200 booths we covered in some years. And, you know, it was a lot of work and we got nothing out of that. Like we don't get no money for that. You know, in those years we didn't have to pay to go, but I had to pay for a hotel, which they should supply if I'm covering their media. But right. hey, you know I'm not going to push my luck here, right? So did if, you see, if I can, did you see the advertisement that uh, ATA put out and John Dudley ended up calling them out on it? They had this guy, or was it was it a guy or a girl shooting a bow? And I it think was, it was a guy. It was like, what was wrong with it? There was oh, no rest on the bow. No rest. I don't uh, think there was an geez. arrow in it. It was completely wrong, and it was like someone. It was an ad from ATA, but they obviously didn't do. You're right, Steve. Yeah, I'm good. I just my leg cramped up for a second. <laughs> That's hilarious. Gosh, I thought Steve was about to kill. Oh, yeah, basically, the they put one. an ad out that was way wrong, and Dudley ended up calling them out. Um, no, I didn't see that. That being said, talking about the different products from Tesla that you get to handle, what bow is your bow of choice and your setup for hunting or 3D archery or, or however you may tackle your go shoot your bow business? Uh, I mean, for me, it's it's my shows. I mean, the shows we we have our mini series. We always shoot the bows that are on those shows on purpose because we want to help. So, if I can, and I'll be honest with you guys, I could pick up any bow, any bow in this industry right now and shoot it and kill a deer. Uh, maybe besides Oneida, but <laughs> the other ones, I think I could pretty much do uh, any bow and kill a deer. So. That being said, a lot of changes have happened uh, over the years with the cam systems being a big one. Darden has been helpful with that, with their designs, their patents that are used by a lot of companies. Um, but that being said, uh, currently, this year I'll shoot a Bowtech. We'll be shooting a Carbon Icon. I got that one ready to go for me, a black one. It looks sick, decked out with the reds and everything. Came fully set up from them. They have a Deluxe, Carbon Icon Deluxe. Um, and so when you buy it, I think it's around eight ninety nine, maybe it's eight hundred at the store, a little less, somewhere in there. Which but is a good is, price nowadays. Oh, it's yeah. fully loaded. It's got black gold sight. It's got ripcord rest, octane stabilizer, tight spot quiver. I mean, you're talking a ton of money just in accessories that it comes with right off the bat. Comes with the loop, comes with the peep. So anyway, it's carbon too. So I mean, it's it's a sweet bow. Um, very happy with that bow. Then on the flip side of that for hunt series. I, when I hunt for the Hunt Series show, I'll use the the Diamond um, Deploy, and that's the same bow. It's actually the same exact riser. It's different looking because they changed the color, but the cams are different. So you get a little bit better cam in the in the Bowtech than you do in the Diamond. However, the Diamond still has the Bowtech um, 
cam system. So it's not like you're getting something that's completely opposite. You're getting majority of the same, just a little less technology. Yeah. I, but gotcha. very cool bow. If I'm not mistaken, that was the same bow that you were, uh, not going to say giddy. Um, I'll use a more adult word, uh, excited about, um, cause you were doing like a big reveal on that. Uh, last time you were on the podcast, it was like, you're like, dude, I got this bow. You got to check it out tomorrow. We're doing this thing. And is, is that the same bow? That's one of them. There's two. The okay. two bows total is the Rain. So Botex Rain 6 and 7 are their flagship. Those are the two that they're bad bones for sure. Gotcha. What I wanted to do this year is, for me, I could have sh- shot the Rain. I decided not to on the on the, the, the stance of I wanted to shoot a Carbon this year um, because I haven't really shot a Carbon, to be honest, in a long time since we did some Hoyt deals back in the day. Sure. So I, I wanted to pick up uh, back the Carbon. I wanted a light bow, a super light bow. Um, but I also wanted to help the team. So the team, the team, um, a lot of the guys are shooting reins on the team. I'm, I'm bone driven. So it didn't make sense for me to shoot one too. I was like, well, I should shoot an opposite bow, um, to help out. Cause there's already rain sixes, sevens. Basically the whole team's got reins except for me <laughs> and Jay Dumas. Us two will be shooting the carbon icon. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of one of those, uh, you know, one of those deals that, you know, we, we run into, you know, like, um, we, we always talk about, you know, hey, if, uh, if we ever got, you know, bows, what, what would we do? And it's like, you know, you gotta, you want to help the company out. to so like shooting each bow so you can have something to review with, you know, I know you probably run in that, mm-hmm. too, like it just explained, but yeah, that's always one of those, uh, one of those things that's just like, you know, everybody wants that same, same exact bow, you know, mm-hmm. but Hey, you gotta do what's, uh, what you gotta do, but yeah, it, but it's a great bow. If it was not a good bow, believe me, I wouldn't shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, I mean, I, I, like I said to you guys, I can shoot any bow and kill deer. I am I particular. Yeah, I can, t- I can be because I'm allowed to be. Mm. But so, you know, when I do, you know, I might shoot a ring here and there this year. I shot the BTX last year and that bow was unbelievable. And I, I, you know, people ask me about that bow and I'm like, dude, that's one of my top five for sure. Um, it, that bow was probably my top three to be honest, probably one or two, uh, the BTX. So I was kind of sad that they kind of, that one's kind of pushed aside now because I really, really love that bow because it was very small and I still had the coolest looks to it. Obviously they have to change. I mean, it's part of the game, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, there's some great bows in the market. Elite is awesome bows. I mean, no doubt about it. Hands down, great shooting bows. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Elite. Obsession obviously is making great bows. Um, a little more power. I mean, the way I kind of rate these things, is you have like what are you looking for? Are you looking for comfort? Are you looking for something in the middle? Are you looking for power? There's three different ways to do it. Right. Um, Obsession's a power bow. They're going to shoot a lot of strength. They're getting 350, 360 feet per second. They're going for power plus a little bit of comfort. It's definitely more comfortable than let's say the PSE Omen that came out a few years back when that thing was shooting 360. That it had a huge hump when you get towards the end of it when you're drawing it. Whereas an Obsession doesn't really do that. Period. Um, however, it's not as smooth as an Elite. So, I mean, there's different ways to look at this, but Elite doesn't have the punch power, in my opinion, that you would get on Obsession. So, again, right. it, it just it's still going to kill it here, no, no doubt about it. I'm just saying, if you want to go tit for tat, you're going to see a little bit of differences on, on the bows. It's funny, like, there's it's such a dynamic in, like, different styles from one bow. They're all good. You, no one can deny that. They're all, like you said, you can kill you can kill a bow or a deer with any bow. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can kill a bow with a truck. I know that. Mo- moving moving right Not along. Not really. Moving Point right drove over a big one. And they didn't yeah. break it. That's uh, true. Yeah, but, but you can kill a deer with any bow. They're yeah. all good. It just depends on what it's personal preference anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what you're comfortable with. Yeah, it's just like a car almost nowadays. Like what are you looking for and you're 
deer killer. Like, do you want, like, you know, the DEFCON 6 from Obsession, I shot that bow last year, and I was looking at the numbers. I'm like, no way this bow is going to shoot good. Like, this bow has got to feel awful. But I was like, oh, my gosh, for the numbers this bow pushes, it's really nice. A really nice shooting bow. Um, I didn't shoot any of the new Obsessions this year, and I I wish I would have. But um, all bow companies are doing good stuff right now. Obsessions new uh, hemorrhage is sick, and their turmoil is sick. I mean, I, 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 you know, the <laughs> people are dying for those bows. We get done with the test lab. I got people yelling at me. Oh, how are you gonna get? You selling that bow? I want that bow. I mean, it's crazy. Like how how the following for them and the name brand that they've associated with themselves has done so well. Um, you know, it's it's in the premiere. I, you know, I, I say to people all the time. You know, there there was Matthews. Bowtech, Hoyt, PSE is the big, big ones. Bear in there too, but Obsession's right there. I mean, they're on their way. And now having Arcus owning them uh, with the money behind Arcus is that they're going to be a huge player in the next couple of years. Do you guys or anyone associated with like Bowhunter Plan, Experience Wild, um, Bone Driven, do any sort of 3D uh, archery at all? You know, for us, the we do. Um, I think, you know, Bob and... Uh, Bob McGee, who does the Hunt Series show, they do a lot of 3D. Him and uh, Chris McGee. Uh, Corey Upper from Bone Driven does a ton of it uh, up north. He lives in Alpena, Michigan, so he's a little further, but he does go to Saginaw and these other areas and do 3D shoots. I mean, I don't think they do it in win or anything, but they do go and, uh, and just shoot basically for fun. Awesome. Yeah, maybe that'd be something we could do if somehow this summer I travel for work. Oh, yeah. If we get up there, we'd shoot, maybe do a 3D course, if not just... Slings we got three D course, yeah. We got local one. It's really easy to get to um, there, and then uh, otherwise we have the R one hundred. It comes to Saginaw. I don't know the dates, but it's coming up uh, sometime this year. Uh, that's a fun, fun one. They also have the Woods and Water Show, which you guys might find uh, kind of cool to do. That's, um, I mean, time wise, you have to figure that out. But it'd be cool. You could almost, um, you know, do a podcast right from our booth, um, which would be kind of cool. What? When is that? Do you know? Right that's. In, I think it's September. September. Um, I don't know the exact dates. I think it's the September 11th weekend, like 9-11. I think it's somewhere around there. I'll never forget. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why I remember it. Well, we'll see. That what sounds ha- bad. We'll see. <laughs> no, it doesn't. We'll figure it out there. Um, so what – I mean, I guess I don't know where to go here. I got a whole list of stuff. Steve <laughs> Steve typed up a list, if you guys can believe that, of questions yeah. for you, Dave. So I'm reading through oh, these. Oh, man. Um, it's getting hot and heavy for the fans out there. This is yeah, crazy. <laughs> um, so turkey season's coming up. Um, we're currently, I, I don't know, I guess you could say, it depends on who you're following on Facebook. We're, we're in the middle of shed season, or it's just beginning, or shed season's almost over. It depends on who you follow. Do you guys do a whole lot of shed uh, shed hunting? Like, what guys from your shows have picked up sheds? and, and who? Yeah, um, Jamie, uh, No Boom, and uh, from, uh, well, he'll be on Experience Wild this year. They'll be shooting Obsession this year, so that's exciting for them. But the obsession, uh, real quick, I want to throw this in there because I forgot to talk about it in the last one. We were shooting 30 yard shots last year for fun at, at one of our hunting spots, and we were using the obsession. Um, I think it was the M7, I believe, or I think it was the M7. And uh, we were shooting 30 yards, so Jamie shot 30 yards and hits like, you know, pretty much dead nuts in this target. I'm like, no way. You know, I'm like, give me this bow. So we're the same set, setting. So I draw back, I fire. I'm not exaggerating. I, I like almost hit his arrow. It was that dead nuts. And that bow didn't move. And the arrow was like, I mean, when I fired, it was like, boom. And all of a sudden, nothing happened. Like, the bow was, like, still in my hand perfectly, no ba- no change of, of balance or anything. And the arrow was right in the dead center. Of the, that was unreal. 
The, I remember thinking, like, wow, this boat is no joke, synced perfectly, like, unreal speed. What boat was that, the Obsession M6? I think it was the M6 or M7. I forgot which one he was using last year. Uh, but it was really impressive, really, really impressive. But anyway, uh, back to question. question. Yeah, Jamie and uh, Chris actually just went out yesterday, and they just posted a picture on BHP. They were shed hunting, um, and they came across a full buck body that's decomposed, so the full a full rack and everything, head, head, bones, ribs, everything. It died. They found it where it died. You know, this is always one of the, the sadder parts of the year, you know, where you go around and, you know, you're happy to find sheds because you're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so buck lived, you know, Chevrolet Silverado buck lived, whatever weird names you guys give. Yep. But there's so <laughs> many people going around and finding, like, deadheads and I had, a, I had a buddy of mine who sent me a couple pictures and i was just like oh man well eric had a good uh, weekend eric, eric you picked up quite a few sheds. Yeah, well I think it was five five sheds and one deadhead a big deadhead big too, deadhead man. it was it's depressing it is depressing but it, i was sad. looking at this as like at least you found them yeah yep, yep. You know, if that's going to happen, hopefully you can find them. Sometimes closure is better than uh, not knowing. Before yeah. we move on, Dave, I got to ask one question: If it came down to a shoot off between you and John from Experience Wild, uh oh, here we go, here we go. Say, say we're on a 3D course. Who who's going to take gold? God, I really love to see me, but John, <laughs> John shot a bear with no sight, so I can't. Yeah, you remember I he told that he's story? He's got the biggest balls I've ever seen in my life. This dude. Shoots a bear with no a broken sight, like yep, basically. Yep. Yeah, it was on. Uh, How was that? About that? That was season hard one, shot. wasn't it? Yeah, hard it's shot. on camera. So I can't. I can't even. I'm gonna say he's gonna win this one, even though I, I'm not happy to say because I've been shooting bow way longer now. <laughs> well, and it's but, it, 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 he said that too. He said he would he, he would spank you any day of the week, six probably. days a week, twice on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you remember he told us that story, and it was on video. Like the that. sight broke, and he's like. I must have well, one like too many bush lights. This, he's like, well, I'm not using this site anymore. And, yeah, he just smoked this bear. And I remember watching I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, dude, he got so many props to that after that. It was unbelievable. Every time we see him, like, oh, my God, this guy's got the biggest balls ever. <laughs> <laughs> that is Who incredible. Shoots a bear? Who shoots a bear with no sight looking down an arrow? I mean, geez. Yeah, it was what, hilarious. Everybody's remember, like, you're crazy. Do you remember what uh, what episode that is? Is that season one, episode one? That's, yeah, it's a pilot. It's called Wild Canada or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> why wouldn't it be? Yeah, that should just you know it's that like way to kick it off. That before every ever from now on before every experience wild show they should just show that clip just to like begin the show. <laughs> like throw the I highlight. Mean, I mean, because it's like, dude, you know, it's like Babe Ruth calling his shot, but better. Because a bear died. It's unbelievable, dude. It's, seriously, every time we watch it, I'm like, and that video has been on so many companies, like hits, like it was on Clean Shots for the Knockout. It was on the Ram Cat for Broadhead. They have so many companies used that video. It's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, the, it's so the, funny. The site company has it. yet to email you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we don't work with them anymore. <laughs> that is funny. That's hilarious. Well, uh, John sent me a text message. Uh, I think it was today, this morning, or yesterday. Um, of him, he got the the award, and he has it sitting below a bear skull. Yeah, that's funny. That's his bear. I'm sure that's his bear. So he's like, looks good in here, man. I'm like, man, it does look good. I like that yeah. bear skull. What's going on with that? <laughs> yeah, Dude, those guys. They just went and filmed for like literally all day yesterday on President's Day. They had the day off. They drove up north. They met Corey Merriman, one of our video photographer guys. He came down from the UP of Michigan. 
they met in the middle of Michigan, a little bit higher, northern Michigan pretty much, but not upper peninsula. And uh, they filmed these things called the Snow Dogs. You guys have seen these yet? I experienced while? Oh, uh, yeah, it's not. ringing a bell. So Snow Dog worked a deal with John, and they're, so they're going to be on Experience Wild this year. They gave him some of these sleds for free, and they're unbelievable. They're like a mini snowmobile. They, like, pull you, and they pull this, like, they oh. pull, like, a sled behind it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Oh, my yeah. God. It's so fun. They look so fun. I haven't done it. I've only seen the video. They filmed. I got all the video footage the other day. They dropped it off, and it was incredible. And it's so funny because the one guy, Tim's driving it with a GoPro on his chest. And the next thing you know, he's, like, all of a sudden he starts tipping. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You see him go over. It falls over. <laughs> he lost his balance, but they're pretty cool, man. Check them out. You get a Steve's going to pull so it up unique. right now, I think. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pulling it up for Kurt because I, I remember seeing it. Yeah, it's this deal. Oh, hold on. Oh, that's that's not it. Keep keep talking. I'll, uh, <laughs> you guys have a lot of snow, you know, because the thing is down here in Michigan, we have no snow. I don't know if you guys probably don't snow snow anymore either. It was so like they had 70 to degrees north. today. Yeah, it was 70. yeah, they had to go north and find snow. And luckily... Well, Corey took one back with him to the Upper Peninsula. He lives in the middle of nowhere, but he up in there where he lives, there's like two feet, so he'll be using another, you know, a couple months. Well, probably at least another month, but he'll be able to film more with it with drones and stuff. It'd be kind of cool, but right, yeah, things pretty cool, man. These people out of Russia too. They they made these things. They ship them into uh, the states, awesome. and there you have it pulled up, Steve. Yeah, look at that thing. You know, it's funny. They kind of shape them to look like dogs too. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a dog sled, really, but oh, it's it's wow. got the track. It's got a tank track. Yeah, the only oh. problem with it is like you don't have a seat. You know what that reminds me? There's a seat. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a seat. A seat. In the Wait, sled. is there? Yeah, in the sled. You can sit down, but Tim still fell over. Oh, I must have. I must have. I must have looked. Yeah, I must. You must have been tearing it up on that thing. You know what that reminds me of? It's like a. It's like a snow. A, a, a really awesome version of like a snow push mower. With a sled behind it, that's, <laughs> yeah. just, that's just gonna tear it let me, up. Let me see this. Those thing. are awesome. That oh, would dude, be a blast. Cool, they have something. Twenty-five miles an hour. Twenty-five. They... Yeah, you can haul, dude. We were just talking about taking it across the UP for like uh, in UP. You go up there, they have like snowmobile trails. You can take it from like Corey's cabin area. Well, Corey's house is right next door to one of our cabins of our one of the people who owns some beach feet. So we have eighty acres up there, but it's like it goes from there. Like literally an hour to, to uh, I think it's called the Laughing Whitefish Falls, and it's beautiful scenery. Like, uh, but no one's ever done it in the winter because it's like, and I was like, dude, these are perfect. You could easily cruise across that hour drive, you know, with this thing. Those are incredible. They they gave them a couple of them, huh? Yeah, we don't mess around, man. We do big deals. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, we we're waiting for dogs to with call. machines. Once Polaris calls, we're all set. Yeah, hey, there you, you go. You know what? Uh, you know what? Would uh, if these had been around. Uh, like a hundred years ago, the movie Balto never would have happened. So, <laughs> I have no idea what the hell. See, you're talking a lot about, of people Steve. don't know what the movie Balto was like. That dog ran that medicine to all the sick and dying kids in uh, Alaska. I don't know what you're, anything. What you're talking about? It was a sled about. dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, go watch Disney movies. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> back to the point. Do you? All guys, right, back to the questions. Tur- <laughs> yeah, let's talk turkey season for a minute because that's coming quick. Um, Ooh, exciting! I would say, yeah, it, turkey season is really exciting. I, I don't know. I love turkeys, man. I love hunting them. They don't do as much for me as like what a whitetail does. Obviously, I think most people would agree with that. But then there's a lot of guys that would prefer turkey hunting over everything else. Where do you fall on that spectrum? Do you think? Well, turkey hunting's a special hunt. I mean, for me, it's about getting out back out in the woods one more time before summer. Um, but, you know, it, I, there's something 
being a, a like a photographer, videographer in the outdoors, like I love turkey season. Like to me, you get the best footage. Like you go out there and you'll have like haze, you'll have fog, you'll have the mm. sun shining through all these trees. It's just beautiful time in the spring to film and do videography. And then like, that's one of my favorite parts. The other part, I'm not very successful as a turkey hunter. I've, I went out a lot and I pretty much, and it's not a good time for me. It's like during my wedding anniversary time frame and all that. So it's not really a great time. However, now that my son, whose birthday today, so happy birthday to Connor, my son, uh, turning happy eight, birthday. but now, we'll now, that Connor's, for him. <laughs> now that Connor's <laughs> old enough, he can go, you know, go and he wants to go. He shot a deer last year at the end of the year with the crossbow. So now I'm excited to take him this year, um, to our land and get him out there and hopefully, you know, uh, get him a turkey. But where we go, there's a shit ton of turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of these things. They're like rats. Well, so, um, what kind of what, what kind of turkeys are up there? Like, this is Easterns, right? Is, is it Easterns? Eastern. Yeah, okay. Eastern turkey. But there's a lot, and they, you know, it, the thing is, the problem is, is that you know, if, depending on when you get your your tag, they start to hen up early. And if you get the later tag, and it's just you know, you don't know what's going to happen, right? The season could be they could be working on it right now. You know, they could be starting their their the thing their process now. Mm-hmm. The first year I did turkey hunting. The very first year, I went with uh, my cousin Brian, who's on the Hunt Series team, and uh, we we didn't know no idea what we're doing. We took a couple calls out, went out into a ground blind. It was raining, and uh, we started calling. Nothing happened at first, and then all of a sudden, I look over and I see a turkey through his window, and I'm like, "Dude, there's a turkey!" So he's like, "What?" You know. <laughs> so all of a sudden, these turkeys run across the field. This is like a little field in the middle of some state land or something. They run across this field. So I just start calling. Then they start calling back. Now I see, now I get the feeling of why people get excited with this, this game. Cause like I'm calling, they're going crazy. You know, it's like, but I guess people feel when they're elk hunting, when they bugle and the elk calls back, you know? Right. Right. So I'm, I'm doing this and here they come. Like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just pressing on this box. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. These turkeys start coming across the field and they're coming right, you know, right on a diagonal right in front of them. So it, but it becomes all of a sudden I got slap happy because <laughs> it was exciting, but I was nervous, you know, I wasn't shooting. I was just filming mm-hmm. and he, he was shooting and he had this bow and he's, he can't see him. You know, you know, you're in a ground blind and he's like in a corner, right. he's on the left corner. I'm on the right. Well, fortunately for me, they're coming right at me and to him, he can't see nothing. So he's like, are they coming? Are they coming? And I'm just like, and I'm like, I'm like, they're coming. They're coming. And I'm trying not to laugh. Right. And finally I'm like, do you see him? They're in front of you. And I'm, but now I'm like giggling, you know, because I'm getting like nervous that he's not going to get a shot. And this is unbelievable, right? I mean, we've never done this in our lives. Also, here comes two turkeys that we could shoot. They're both, uh, I think they're Jake's, but still. So he he finally see, he draws back the bow. I knew something really funny happened. He draws back the bow and he's holding it. I was like, draw now, right? And he's holding it. He goes, I go, do you see it? <laughs> he's like, no. So like a minute and a half goes by. He goes, I'm burning. I'm burning, you know. And then finally they step out. He, I go, you see, he goes, I got it. He fires and misses by like four inches. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it make it worse, there was an umbrella I pinched up against the the top of this cheap block, ground blind. I mean, those doghouse ones, it was leaking. Oh. I had a good camera. And so I had to put this in. So when he fired, I was I bounced it on my knee. Somehow the cam or something hit the top and it fell in front of us. So we didn't know if we hit it or not because it came down in front of the view. <laughs> this huge umbrella. And I'm like, what the heck? I took it up and they're like out there. I'm like, did you miss? He's like, no, there's no way. 
That's funny. That's awesome. So sure enough, no, he missed. That's Bad. the thing. Like turkey hunting can create so many memories that way. Like when you have an experience like that, and it's a good point. Like it gets you out into the woods. Like it mm-hmm. is pretty turkey hunting. It's oh, it, beautiful time. It's yeah. a it's a little bit tougher to hunt turkey in Illinois. I mean, you you got to put in a lottery. You only hunt till one. Yeah, uh, two. Is it two o'clock? I think it's two o'clock. And pretty sure it's one. You might we'll, be right though. We'll double check that. I don't really know. Um, you know, I went and, uh, I, I filmed for, uh, for I'm a done buddy. about nine. <laughs> yeah. I filmed, uh, I filmed for a buddy of mine, uh, Brandon Bequeath, a good friend of the podcast last year, um, during the Iowa season. And, you know, it's just one of those, you're sitting there, you're hanging out with your buddy and, you know, you're like, you know, we tried a couple different spots. Weather's nice. Weather was real nice. You Typically. know, we we had to walk like four miles. So I was already ready for like four naps and, you know, he just starts hitting the slate call and then. You know, nothing, nothing. Then finally, you know, he hits it, you know, 45 minutes later, and then you hear something gobble back, and you're like, oh, man, the hair on the back of your neck. So you're like, dude, it's about to happen. It's one of those, it's just such a cool thing. But, you know, problem is we didn't see any turkeys coming in. But it it was still still a really good time. You know, the weather's nice. You get to enjoy the outdoors. Turkeys for me, man, it's kind of one of those things is, I killed a really nice turkey with a shotgun before, like the classic, like, you know, it came right in, did its thing, boom, shot, you know, the classic TV turkey hunt you see, mm-hmm. and I, and it was just a monster turkey, like great spurs, so I, I got that one full mounted, and I've killed a few with my bow, and I, I don't know, like, I still enjoy it, um, but it's just not, it's not a huge thing for me, I don't feel like... I don't get anxiety to go turkey hunting like I do deer hunting. Well, that's because we don't live down south. If turkeys had antlers... I would be a nut over turkeys. Could you imagine that? It would be awesome. But it, turkeys are a good time. They definitely are. Um, I might be actually going to Nebraska this year to hunt turkeys. Oh, there you um, go. To, I want to kill a Merriam. Um, that would be awesome. But uh, we'll see what happens. Try to get out there with the bow and sling some arrows at some uh, some turkeys. All right. So, so Dave, I just I got to know. And maybe you set up some really exclusive thing just for for this episode is there anything new and exciting coming up from either bow hunter planet the bow hunter planet family that you haven't already talked about is that can you give us a hint is something big coming yeah you guys come on our network <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I think uh you know we got southern vein just re-signed for season two so we're really excited about that we're gonna be we're gonna be episoding or uh, showing off their episodes this year again that show did really well and they got some amazing cinematography um, and they do such a great job. So I'm really happy to have Matt and those guys back on board, um, you know, pretty much exclusively on BHP. They'll, they'll post them on their video, their stuff too, but um, the main part of it hits the BHP network. Um, other than that, we're looking to bring a couple more new shows this year. We are going to launch the ambassador program coming up. We're still working on that. Almost done. I have like two guys exclusively trying to figure out the legal jar- jargon and all that stuff. Because, you know, if you have an ambassador, you want to be able to cut them right if they're doing bad things or putting a bad vibe out mm-hmm. for people. So right. you got to have a way to get rid of people if you bring them out and they're just not good or they don't do what they say they're going to do. I mean, Feel that. Um, it's a pretty Feel small that. industry. So Preach. Yeah. Preach. Build a, yeah, but we do want to get ambassadors on. I mean, there's a lot of good people out there, and they, they want to do great things and promote the brand, and we want them to do that. So, I mean, it's definitely worthwhile. And it also helps us to help more of the companies, too, and get more bow companies on board. Um, with ambassadors, you know, instead of shows that have the chance to sponsor an ambassador, do different things. So, 
there's yeah. a lot there I think that could really benefit the, the consumer. And I think, uh, you know, the test, um, you know, the testers needed thing has been very, very beneficial for everybody, not just the consumers, but us and the companies. I mean, they're getting a lot of reach out of us. They're happy to provide the product. Um, the consumer has a chance to win the product to test it. Um, there's a lot, I mean, a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's fun. And you know, no one does that. You know what I mean? We're like the only ones who do things like that. And that's the thing. It's like interesting to me about the industry that bothers me a little bit is that no one reaches out to us. I mean, everything that you guys see is basically us creating on our own. It's, I don't get calls from other uh, websites or other uh, media groups like Randy Media or anybody. No one reaches out to us and say, hey, let's work together on this, this, and this, you know, and that bothers right. me because we're trying to build a heritage that, mm-hmm. for everybody. We're not trying to make a lot of money and be rich. I mean, that, there's a big difference. Yeah. And so for those sure. people to not reach out to us tells me that they're in it for the money, you know, they're in it for reasons that are opposite of what we're trying to do that is, so, and the industry is also very clicky in a weird mm-hmm. way um i guess that'd it's be- very clicky yeah people you know we 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 i think are kind of the black sheep in the in the sense that you know we did it on our own we didn't need their help and we got through it and you know we, we grew something out of nothing and i don't think they like that you know that we didn't buy our way in or we didn't you know because yeah. a lot of these companies they bought something you know they acquired something or created something off something else Mm-hmm. Um, and got where they're at today because of that. But, you know, it's, there's a lot of clickiness with some of the companies that we don't really agree with. You know, we try to reach a, away from that and do away with it. And that's probably, that's, to be honest with you guys, that's part of the reason we made changes with the companies we work with. Um, right. even right now for our shows, we made specific changes because of that. We did not want to be a part of clickiness and all that stuff. We want to be a part of a company who's going to work with us, who's going to promote what we're doing. Um, Botech was the company to do that this year for our two shows with Diamond and Botech because they uh, are a company of the future, in my opinion. They're looking forward. They're not trying, they don't care what their competition is doing. They're going right, forward. Right. And right. they realize, they recognize that Boner Planet is a, a powerhouse in the, in the media of bow hunting. And, you know, where some of the other companies don't realize that, and some do. And then now they're reaching out, but it's a little too late, you know. So, I mean, there's different, is different ways to look at things, you know. And the industry breakdown is, uh, but, well, the way you put that, like, you know, where you, like, within the industry where you think Bowhunter Planet is, it, it's, we obviously have a different perspective, like you behind Bowhunter Planet and us behind Working Class Bowhunter, our, our perspective of the industry is from it within the industry, but it's interesting, like, where people that are familiar with us would put us within the industry, because you said, like, maybe you feel like you're the black sheep. I guess I kind of feel that way with our podcast as well, or... I always use the term underground, which I don't feel like that's a negative term. Um, I, think it's a I feel like term. underground actually can be a more of a positive term because you're going to get more of an honest um, input on things and sure. perspective on yeah. things. Um, I feel really underground in the industry, like uh, even within the outdoor or the hunting, bow hunting podcast, outdoor podcast industry. I feel like working class bow hunter is sort of maybe a little. Uh, and I don't take it like I'm not upset about it, but I feel like maybe it pushed over to the side. Um, but maybe that's because we might talk about things in a more honest mm-hmm. point of view. Like we drink beer, we talk about it, we have a good time. We do what people do in real yeah. life, and we're not being paid by someone to say, don't say this. Like if someone's like, hey, you know, don't say the F word. Well, fuck you, because I'm <laughs> yeah. going to say the F word. You know, it's just maybe it's just that we can do whatever we want. 
I, I feel like we're just here to have a good time. And the industry is very interesting. And for people on the outside, they either either know that and can see it or they don't. And they're just, yeah, you get what you get, which is none of it's negative in a way, wherever you're at. But it's just an interesting dynamic. And I think I think it's like big props to you because you you talk about it. Especially, you know, with the ATA and the media mm-hmm. thing, Dave, you you discuss it openly, openly like we would. Yeah, and you know, we're not going to lie to you. Like, I I really only wanted to do this podcast. I wanted to start it and grow it big, just so I could meet Stone Cold Steve Austin. And once that happens, <laughs> I don't really know what's going to happen to this podcast because I've achieved my goal. But well, I don't know, you Dave, know, if you would agree with I said what I said. But uh, I just it's interesting I how you term, talk about it. Yeah, the term that you used is. Uh, underground the term we use is grassroots but the same concept i mean right we you know we uh here's the thing guys like i mean i, I don't have time to beat around the bush with these companies and with the other people in the industry mm-hmm. i i have a full-time job i work a normal job i i can care less about how the companies treat me or i tell them how it is when i talk to a company i'll tell them straight up your media sucks your online presence is horrible all you do is sponsor tv shows and get you nowhere what are they show? Show me the numbers they're showing you because they don't exist. Those numbers are fake. They're made up and they can't tell you how many people actually watched the show and saw a scent lock outfit or a scent lock outfit or a Matthews bow. They can't tell you that. And so, and, and, and I have nothing against TV people. I think there is a need for TV to an extent. Um, and what, what the powerful parts of TV are obviously are pretty well known, I think, by this point. The big ones out there are pretty dang big, you know, and, and are they, are they worth that kind of money? I don't know. I don't think so personally, but if you deem that where you want to put some of your budget, that's fine. You know, you got to put your budget in multiple places, but you know, we, and I have, and just so you guys know, I'm, I have a master's in, in marketing. I, I don't just not know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. And so when I talk to these companies, you know, I, I'm pretty wide open to them. You know, they'll say, no, no, we're not going to do that. You know, cause what we do too with BHP is we do media content as well. So we don't just do, Hey, sponsor a show. We do sponsor a show and hire us to do your, help us do your media. Um, we want to help and we can do it cheaper and better than majority of people. And so a lot of companies, they just don't, um, they don't get it. They're old fashioned. They have friendships that they, you know, and they put these friendships ahead of the business and that's not smart. Um, I don't care who you are. You know, you don't have the right to do that. These companies are companies owned by people that, you know, paid a lot of money to do marketing. You, mm-hmm. you should not have the right to dictate the marketing budget based upon friendships and shows that do nothing. I've seen so much money wasted guys over the years on shows. I'm not going to name names, but the shows that I know are jokes and their Facebook numbers are completely fake. They have 200,000 Facebook followers from 1300 the year before. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And I, and I, you know, I call them out to the companies and they, Oh no, this is real. Their numbers are huge. I mean, but it's just pretty common sense. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to figure out they paid for their numbers and they fake some stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, but, if you if you want to burn your money on it, go ahead. But the things that are real and the things that people work their butts off on, like working class bow hunter, will do a great job and will succeed. Because what it comes down to is your ability to stick with it and love doing it and don't worry about what people think and, and, and say who gives a shit, right? I don't care what yeah. you think of me. I'm going to keep going. And some companies will recognize that. And those companies will help you along the way. And that's what happened to us. See, and right. you know, we you know, we, we see that a lot. You know, there's a lot of a lot of cats out there that do have really large Instagram numbers and you know, if you can get a following like that and you use the term grassroots that's it, it, it's annoying that a lot of um 
like a lot of, uh, you know, not to bring up political jargon, but they always try to say, oh, it's a grassroots organization. Well, it's like, well, it's kind of funded by a billionaire. So it's not really. But, um, you know, they, I, I, I digress because I want to get to the point. If you want, and this, this is an idea. This is coming from Steve and no one else. I just thought of this. If you want to have <laughs> the you. realest show on the planet, the realest hunting show, you know, no joke, no doubt, you got to come down here and see our boy, Trevor Schmidt. Uh, he actually won an award, too. People love that guy. That dude is the real deal. Like he this is thing. real hunting. He, he is yeah. He is what hunting is from camaraderie to tradition to family tradition to everything. He's got everything. This dude yeah. drives he's his hoopty. You know, he's the working man, and he drives his, what has he got? Is that like a 98 Lincoln? It's, or It's a Lincoln boat of some sort. A Lincoln yeah. boat, 98, and just driving across cornfields, man. He'll put deer in it. Dude, this dude is the real deal. He's a real deal guy. Greatest human being on the planet, and he probably wouldn't even say it, but if you put a cameraman in front of that guy, had his day-to-day life, and then watched him hunt, you can make a you can make a show out of it. People, there's no and faking. They love it. There's no faking how real that dude is. No. And this is just an idea that I had. Hey, if you want a real guy, you know, if you want to start up your ambassador, and you contact that dude. He he's not going to BS for you. Yeah, he won't. Definitely not. I just I, and I, <laughs> hey, we weren't paid to say this. Is just a, a thought I had because when you were talking about the realness, the first whenever I hear you know people, but say, that's not oh, saying that real? we're all not though. Like what Dave was saying. Oh, is I'm like, fake, dude. Tell, Everything he, about me's fake. This isn't even my real voice. <laughs> like what Dave, it's the same yeah. thing Dave was saying. Well, like just when he deals with companies and stuff, it, we got way into this like breaking down the industry type of thing. And uh, but it's interesting, man. It, it, there's a dynamic to it, and uh, I mean, some people might completely disagree with it. Some people might be right on board. Some people not, might not even care at all, and they're like, "This is completely obsolete." To anything I I do, but uh, it's interesting. It definitely is. It you guys, these people, these people change jobs like every two years. That's the other thing. Like you, you're talking about a marketing person. I've dealt with like literally six different marketing people from different companies over the years from like one company. So one company I could have dealt with one guy each year. I deal with a different marketing guy. Cause that person before them is fired, let go, moved on because they want to make more money or whatever. So you're starting over every single time. But the good news is when starting over, majority of the people who are taking over are younger and they recognize online media and things mm-hmm. like podcasts are important. Um, and they need to take part in something. And then when they look across, if you look across the spectrum of what's open out there, there's not much open when you look at sponsorships for like Bowhunter Planet type stuff. You have bowhunting.com, who's great people, but they're Matthews. They're very specific to brands. They're, they get paid by those brands. They're very, very specific. Whereas BHP is wide open. We don't have, you know, Bowhunter Planet itself is not sponsored by a single bow company. So that's why we have mini series. That's why we do it that way, so that those companies can sponsor something, but not specifically the main thing. Right. So I think, but if you look across, there's no room anywhere else. And, and so as they see this the platform, they have to make quick decisions. And even our, even for us, we've been approached by multiple companies for the mini series shows we have, and we have to turn down a couple. And it's it's hard to do that, but we had to, you know. And and we can't. And that's why we created the ambassador coming up because we need places to help put bows to give people content and i think that that's coming up and, and that's why you guys will see the ambassador do really well i think for us sure what is uh something that we haven't covered yet in this episode that you feel like needs to be covered or something that the people need to hear yeah i got a good one so <laughs> i wasn't gonna tell this story but i was thinking about it and it's pretty funny and it's not necessarily 100 percent funny but it, it kind of is 
So I was hunting with my cousin, Brian, again. This one goes back a ways. And I think, you know, when you're out there filming, you're going to capture things that are not necessarily always the best thing to capture. But, you know, it's just the way it comes with the job. You know, you're out there, you're trying to capture great stuff or whatever. So we're hunting together, and we're sitting in this on the state land. And uh, I'm behind him filming once again. I don't know why I'm always filming him, but this is this goes back to like 2009. This goes way back. So I'm filming him, and he he now taking keep in consideration. Okay, when we started this thing, uh, Bo comes to sending bows for Test Lab, and what we would do is use them on the shows. So mm-hmm. there was no, it didn't really matter what you used. There wasn't a sponsor at the time. So at this time he was shooting a quest bow, but maybe the month before that I had him shooting a limb saver bow, right? Something completely different. So right. he's getting used to the bow. So this deer comes out. I look over, I see this deer, and it's like a little four point or something. It's, it's on state land, and it starts walking right to him. And I'm like, oh, he's probably not going to shoot that, you know? And all of a sudden I see him like getting ready to draw. I'm like, really? He's going to shoot that? So I like go to zoom in, and I'm like cranking it in, cranking it in. I get on the deer, and I see him that folded on. Like, okay, well, maybe he was going to fill the freezer, right? He fires, he fires, and I hear this thump, and I look, and I'm like, what just happened, you know? And he's in the neck, and the thing, like, runs and runs into a tree and runs to another tree and then takes off and is, like, it's gone. I'm like, what the heck just happened? He's looking, he's, like, he's, like, pointing at the neck, and I'm like, I don't know, let me see, so I rewind it. And so what happened was he's at full draw. This is, like, a five-yard shot, okay? It came out, like, right in front of him. Mm. So he's at full draw. He fires, and the cam hit his leg. Like hit his thigh because oh, it was so close. It was so close. He angled so much down. It hit his leg, and that arrow hit that thing in the temple. No way! It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this. It hit this deer in the temple. That's why I heard it sounded like a baseball bat crack. And I'm, I thought it was a tree. I thought he missed and hit a tree or it hit the neck and it went through and hit the. And he's thinking the neck, and I'm looking at him. You know, from I'm like 20 yards from him. I'm not like right there. Right. I'm looking. At him, I'm like, you hit it. I'm like, you hit it in the head. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm pointing at that. He's like, what? I see him going, what are you talking He's like, like giving that sign. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, you hit it in the head. <laughs> did it, oh. did so, it like smack it in the head or did it like go through? No, dude, it, it buried the muzzy in the side of the temple. Oh, oh no. And I, when we found it, we went out there. We couldn't find it at first. There was blood everywhere. Uh, I never seen anything like this before, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm like I said, you're, you're going to capture graphic things once in a while. We don't air it; we never aired that video. Right. But like, you know, it was it 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 was a learning experience. Obviously, he didn't do it on purpose, you know. But and the thing was, when we found it, it like we found this. Like we we were walking through the woods. We get to the spot where it, all of a sudden it goes from like there's like this circle that's about. 15 by 15 of blood everywhere. A circle. Oh my gosh. So obviously, this thing started running in a circle, right? Because it was like, it, well, I know first, I'm sorry, I missed one thing. Before we found that circle, we found um, a piece of brain and bone that was broken off on a tree. Like it was rubbing it against the tree. The arrow was broke there, but the muzzy wasn't there. Yeah. So I'm like, what the heck? And then it was like, it looked like a mercy, you know? It was like unbelievable. So Jeez. anyway, long story short, we found it 15 yards from that location. At, you know, it like kind of like a circle and it spun off and dumps. And the muzzy was still on the side of its head. Like I'd never seen something like that. And I was like, this is crazy. Oh my so I'm just gosh. giving him, I'm giving him shit because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so how far, how far did he deer. run? How far was that deer? I would say that deer went 35 yards. It's <laughs> amazing. Wow. So it was hard to. I never seen him like that though. Like I'd never seen a, a deer run into a tree then stop running to another tree. Obviously, <laughs> it must like its sight or something. It's like happened. for the record, yeah. you know, even though you already said like no one takes those shots on purpose. No, but it's a uh, if you're gonna accidentally hit a deer like where you didn't intend to, that'd be thirty five yards. 
That is <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Dave, did we hit you with a random uh, rapid fire question? When no, <laughs> okay, this is perfect. We have the uh, rapid fire question segment that we do, and uh, this was requested to bring it back. Yeah, uh, bring well, do it more often. We don't do it all the time. Um, we used which, to do it all the time. Now we, we kind of get we, got rid of it. Now we're bringing it back. Yeah, we have some requests to like bring it back more frequently. So maybe we'll we'll try and try and get that going. Right. We'll have our ones. own test lab, if you will. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so this is basically we're gonna rapid fire some questions at you. Better hit it. And they're one answer questions, like whatever you need to do. But if you feel you need to elaborate, explain a little bit on your answer, you can. But they're supposed to be quicker answers. So if that's cool with you, can we throw some of these yeah. at you? All right. First question. Favorite pro wrestler? The Hulk. Oh, Hulk. Yeah, all right. Hulkamania. All right. Favorite camo? Uh, Realtree Max 1. Nice. All choice. Right. Favorite outdoor magazine? Uh, I'm going to say the, just the regular. Uh, well, actually, no, no, no. Uh, Classic, classic. Yeah, one of the. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go ahead, sir. Favorite bow brand. Ooh. I'm gonna say Fifth Amendment. Fifth Amendment. One, two, three, four. Fifth. Oh yeah, man! I I love the Fifth Amendment. It's the quietest bow out there. (laughs) <laughs> um, I was going to ask you what your second favorite bow brand, but one, two, three, four, feel. Um, backstrap. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll keep going. Okay. Uh, backstrap or jerky? Jerky. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Favorite outdoor related show besides any of them that you own? I like Tim Wells. Nice. He's, yeah. a, he's a local guy for us. He's from Canton, Illinois. Yeah, he's doing yeah, he's, uh, about he's an hour incredible. from us. He's doing a deal with uh, with T Bone and Poppy down. Uh, Is he? I believe it's Tim Wells. Yeah, they're doing a sportsman's dinner down in. They're um, making shit up again. No, down in uh, <laughs> uh, Tolano, Illinois, the February twenty third. Is that Friday? You're making shit up. I'll I'll double check it. <laughs> Don't quote me on. I've been wrong before on this podcast. We've proven once, but I'll check into that. This question is very self-serving, but if you answer it differently, then we're all going to be like, man, that backfired, but we understand at the same time. Favorite podcast? <laughs> Do you want me you talking hunting? It can be anything. Anything. Any genre. I would probably say yours for sure. Favorite. Okay, this is this is good. Favorite podcast host? Yeah. We keep a tally, a mental tally, just so you know. Um. I'm gonna have to skip you guys on this one. Go to Neil Neil B. Tyson on the astronomer one. Huh? Okay. All right. Yeah, all right. No, normally it's like uh, we keep a mental tally. Like, oh, someone said three people said Eric, four people said Steve. <laughs> normally, no one. Picks Nobody me. says Kurt. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not. I'm not cool. Um, morning or afternoon hunts. Uh, afternoon. Nice. Typical deer or non-typical. Non-typical. Hang on or ladder stands? Ladder. Really? You kill the you kill the buck of a lifetime. You go home with your hunting buddies and you're gonna celebrate with either beer or liquor to start the party off. What do you pick? Microbrew. 
Microbrew. Nice, okay. Nice. Let's start the party off. What is your dream hunt? Elk. Favorite tree stand snack? Mm. Trail mix. Man, you're good at these man. rapid fires, man. He's, no, he's seriously he's, he's just on it. Man. He is on man. it. Superhero power, and you can't say fly. Avengers, Iron Man. Wow. <laughs> right on the dot. Yeah. Fixed or mechanical broadheads? Mechanical. Face paint, face mask, or none? Face paint. Face paint. Date with a supermodel or 500 acres of hunting ground for a weekend? There you go. 500 acres for sure. <laughs> he, he was like, is my, it, it, you know, his first thought was, is my wife going to listen to this? 500 acres, she might. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> yeah. You, I think you were the best at the rapid fire. You just yeah, knew. By far. By you know far. what you want, and uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Normally, that's it's hilarious. like, oh, man. Well, I got to explain. I got to explain well, my answer. The, and you know what? Sometimes that's even funnier than the answer. You guys so. didn't ask the easy one, though. You guys missed the two of them. Favorite movie? What's in your CD player right now? Those are the common ones. Oh, okay. All right. Man. Fine. Favorite movie? I'm going to take note of that. Oh, come on. Now you stumped me. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. It's Goodfellas, isn't it? I just saw it the other day, actually. It's not Goodfellas. I'm not, I just saw it the other day, but uh, I don't. that favorite movie would be so hard. I don't even know where to start with that. There's so many good movies. All right. Well, what's in your uh, CD player? Oh, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. We're going to go with Deadpool. Deadpool? Okay. That's a, that's all right. Yeah, you're movie. sticking with that the... Uh, all right. All right. What, 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 what is currently... In your CD player or music wise, not podcast, but like, what do you listen to when you get in your car? Ben Richter. Who? Ben Richter. Ben Richter. I'm an acoustic guy. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. I said I knew the name. I think I've seen that dude once. <laughs> of course, you have one. Ben Richter. Uh, like people like him, Matt Nathanson, Ben Richter. Um, I'm trying to think what else I just. Andy bought. McKee. Some other Maybe. Uh, I don't know that one. I should, but I don't. It's hard, you know. There's so many good artists out there that are quiet. You don't hear much about them, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, what's this?" And then you, right. you know what I mean? Underground grassroots, grassroots, yeah, underground there grassroots. That's exactly. right. I like it. Exactly. We're so far underground. We're just roots of grass. Well, Dave, we we got to say thank you for coming on the podcast yeah. yet again. Is this your third time? Second or third time? I believe it's the third time. Yeah, third time. This is really so. We have to thank you for coming back. I don't know why you do it. Um, but thank you. Yeah. Um, hey, you gotta say, get a little lost. You gotta say spending that. When's John on next? I know that's coming up. What's that? When's John on next? Oh, we gotta get him on real quick. He's yeah. got he's got the award. We gotta get him on mm-hmm. real fast. Yeah. That'll be his third time you, on. You can share some of his most embarrassing time, his most embarrassing experience on BHP's been or the, uh, working with us in the network. Write that down. Steve. I'd be curious. Curious what he what he says to that. We will ask a lot him. of crazy stuff. Um, is there something that we missed on this podcast? No, I think I think we got pretty much everything. I think that was fun. I think uh, you know, I think going forward, we just need to um, just keep uh, doing what we do, having fun. That's right. all to it. Well, can, I, can I make one request? Because you've only done on one episode, but I want to make it two out of three. You got to say uh, spending that cheddar. <laughs> Because he said it on one episode, he said something or getting that cheddar. He said it in like the, to this day. Me and Kurt will be sitting around, and he's like, 
ain't got no money. Like, no, I ain't got any cheddar. And we'll just talk about how you said that. It was the greatest moment. Well, you were talking about, uh, I think, scooping poop for Bowhunter Planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he, yeah, when he scooped poop and you're like, yeah, I got to go get that cheddar somehow. <laughs> <laughs> little things stick with Steve. You got to be careful what you say, Dave. Yeah, don't give me big ideas. Say little phrases, and that works well with me. <laughs> get that cheddar. There it is. <laughs> cheddar. All right. That's awesome. Right, guys, thanks, thanks, Dave. Um, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, we have a more serious podcast coming. Yes. The next episode with Neil Anderson, uh, Illinois State Senator, um, which that'll be interesting. Um, we'll see how serious Steve can be. Um, I'm wearing a suit and tie. I don't know what you guys are talking about. No pants, but suit and tie. Check out Bowhunter Planet. Check out Experience Wild. Check out WorkingClassBowhunter.com. Um, all I got to say is if you're not out there looking for antlers, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you, but if you're not doing that, you better be shooting your bow, and that's really all we got. Go get that cheddar. We love you. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.